Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 109 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And, you know, each show we come on and talk about superheroes. But I think we need to salute a real-life superhero, a woman who can climb 32 flights of stairs. That hey, has to be some kind of mutant power. That's me. I can do that. And before you think this girl's bat crazy, I do a vertical race every year for the American Lung Association. It's called the Fight for Air Climb because... When you are done climbing 32 flights of stairs, you really do wish you had some air in your lungs. The whole point is it pays tribute to the struggle to breathe for many because it is really hard to do and that's why they're raising money. So I have been raising money for the American Lung Association. If you're interested in donating, you can find the link on our Facebook wall or on my Facebook wall if you're friends with me. And it's on our homepage. But I'm going to be auctioning off a perpetual calendar that is made with comics. That's pretty neat looking with the analog numbers and everything. Yeah, it's perpetual, so you can use it year after year. You just turn the... It's, they're like blocks, like you buy for your kids, and then the months are on a wood dowel, kind of. They're square, and you just move them around as you need to for the day and the month. So you're always going to have it. You don't have to throw it away at the end of the year. Nice. Yeah, that that's cool. But I will be auctioning that off. The highest bidder will get that sent to them, and the money will be donated directly to the American Lung Association. You know, you know what my biggest question is? What? Is where where is there a 32-story building in Springfield, Illinois? We have exactly one. It is our tallest building by, what, at least half, isn't it? It is the exact same height, I believe, as the Capitol. I think there's a city ordinance. You cannot be taller than the Capitol. Really? Um, I didn't know that. But the Capitol has a big spire on top, whereas the Hilton Hotel has a big restaurant on top. <laughs> yeah, it's a Hilton but no, it sounds like it's for a good cause. You do this year in and year out, don't you? This is my fourth year doing it. I can nice. do the stairs in under 10 minutes. That's impressive. I have a hard enough time getting up the flight of stairs going into my office every day, so. I'm not saying it's easy. There, when you get to like floor 20 through 25 is when you get the what the hell have I gotten myself into. <laughs> can you take the elevator down when you're done? Oh, yeah, because it's worse on your knees. And actually, they have... An ultimate climb also where you climb as many times as you can in an hour, which I'm not signing up for ever. But I think the guy who did it so far the most has done it like eight times. So he'd climb up eight times, take the elevator down, climb up again and take it down. Whoa. And there are firemen who do that in full fireman gear. Oh, wow. So props to everyone involved. But yeah, Marjorie's going to be having that up for auction. I'll also have a pencil cup up. Also decorated with the comics. We will link to both of those multiple, multiple times from our Facebook page, but also from the homepage at MarveliciousToys.com. And so, with that charitable announcement over, why don't we go to... The Spectacular Store Report! I've gone places I didn't really want to go this past week. Did you go to Kmart again? Yes, I went to Kmart again. Those dirty, nasty stores, they are the only place in the world still charging full price for a 2014 calendar. They scare me because our Kmart start to smell like the Goodwill now. Ooh, a little bit of crossover, I'm guessing. Probably. <laughs> but they have been the hot spot, primarily because nobody in their right mind shops there, to find the Captain America and Amazing Spider-Man 2 
Marvel Legends. Yeah, I feel like the dirty little secret is out. I've kind of enjoyed that as a secret for quite a few years between Star Wars and Marvel collecting. Like, if you can't find something, uh, maybe try Kmart. Because like you said, nobody goes there. I found a Boba Fett Black Series at Kmart. Yeah, and it used to be, even as, you know, not so far back as three, four years ago, that Kmart was always a little bit more overpriced than your Targets and your Walmarts. But with the way things have gone up in price, Kmart's the same price as everywhere else now. They've kept their markup right where it always has been without taking the new MSRPs into consideration yet. Yeah, and as we discussed last show, these figures have raised in price to nineteen ninety nine everywhere, except Toys R Us, who's decided, you want those Spider-Man 2 figures? Twenty four ninety nine sounds right. <sighs> And I don't, I don't know if that's a chain-wide decision. I think that's kind of like we've talked in the past about how there's their high-traffic A stores and then there's the rest of their stores. This is on ToysRUs.com, too, though. Okay. They're still marked $20 or $19.99 at the two locations that are left in my area. But that's not to say that they won't be jacked up within the next couple of weeks as well. They have to do that, so that way they can then give us those 20% off coupons and be back to the same price as everywhere else. Uh, they're turning into coals. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low blow. I can't say it's false, but man. <laughs> you call a retailer coals and you're you're picking a fight. <laughs> it's a bad day when Kmart is better than Coles and Toys R Us. <laughs> but I mean these are showing up everywhere. Walmarts, Targets, Toys R Uses, Kmarts, Meyer stores, if you have them in your area, these Captain America and Amazing Spider-Man 2 legends hitting everywhere. I only single out Kmart because I've seen so many success stories from people who go, oh, yeah, that's still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I tell you, from my travels, they seem to be moving quite quickly. Like they come in and they go out. These are very popular right now. It really is, and I feel so lucky that I spent that time and did that road trip to Toys R Us, four hours round trip, because I have not seen anything except, as you called them, the FU remnants you missed them at any <laughs> store. Save I found one Hydra Soldier at a Toys R Us. 25 bucks? 25 bucks. Ay, But compared to what they're going for online right now, that is uh, not a bad price. I see ones like Carnage and Black Cat, 40 to 50 Yeah. But we've reviewed the entire Amazing Spider-Man wave. You can watch that review or hear it back in episode 107 or head to our new YouTube channel and you can watch the review of those figures. But we didn't review the Captain America figures. I think we should do that. Yay, yeah. Captain America. So there are six figures in this first wave, but they did the exact opposite of what they did with Amazing Spider-Man. On Amazing Spider-Man, they shipped one of each so we could build our entire flaming goblin. But with Captain America, they shipped the swap-out figures first, so we've gotten figures one through three, including the variants, but not figures four, five, and six. So there is no Mandroid, and this was really confusing to me because I'm unpacking these figures, and I'm like, all right, here's an arm, here's another arm, how many arms am I going to get without realizing what was going on? <laughs> yeah, it is a little confusing and at the same time a little 
a little disconcerting that, I don't know, would I rather have them do the same thing they did with the Spider-Man line, where we get everything we need to build the Build-A-Figure? I guess it's kind of a test on their part. Well, they're going to see what works better. Because we're still waiting for Wave 2 of Spider-Man as well, but we're done with the Build-A-Figure. So, I don't know. I wouldn't mind having a Mandroid on my desk right now. But as it is, like you said, I've got four arms and two heads and no body or legs. While we got figures one through three, there is this wild card figure. It's unnumbered. <laughs> so does he even exist? If he's not in the archives, he does not exist. So we'll start with him. It's World War II Captain America. You know, it says right on the back of his package, it says... WW2 Captain America is not part of the Build-A-Figure collection, does not include Mandroid part. So, thank you, Hasbro. Lest they be accused of false advertising, there is no Mandroid part in this. Is there a Mandroid part in this? Because I feel it's missing. Well, let's flip the package around and, oh, no, there it is. Disclaimer. I bet this is like an autocomplete in the Hasbro customer service email. If you flip the box over, you will clearly see... (laughs) (laughs) There is no Mandroid part with your figure. You did not miss your Mandroid part. (laughs) Okay, let's right up top tell everybody what this is. This is the same Captain America figure that was in the first Captain America Marvel Legends series. This is a straight repack. And as far as I can tell, I don't even think it went back into production. I think they just took the ones that were produced before and maybe not packaged and threw them in this new line, because I'm not seeing any difference in paint apps, no updates, no different washes. The only difference I can see is, is this time around, he ships with only a pistol, and not the machine gun that came with him the first time. So if, bottom line, if you have that first cap, and you don't feel like you have to have all of these, there's not a whole lot of reason to pick this one up, because like we just said, no build-a-figure part, and a complete repackaging of a figure that you already have. World War II is one of my favorite caps. I guess I like them all, though. Maybe not the 70s disco cap, but I just, even if it's not new, I I love this figure. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad figure. If you missed out on it the first time, I think that it has some really good paint. I love the texturing to the pants. I mean, all the stuff, especially the holster. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be negative about it. It's a great figure. I'm just saying it's it's one that if you have him, you can easily pass on him this time around. But yeah, I mean, this is I think this is one of the first figures, actually, that started to introduce the new articulation that Marvel Legends would start to employ throughout the line. Most notably, that cut thigh articulation. If we went back into archives, I bet you we were talking about that couple years ago and how impressive that was rather than a ball joint hip. So let's move on to the five new figures in the wave. Let's talk about something hip, something now, something Marvel now. <laughs> By law, you're contractually bound. Yes. Yeah, if they change that logo just to lowercase the now part of it, we're going to know that you had something to do with that. <laughs> Is there getting tired of him saying that? Stop yelling at us. <laughs> but we have Marvel now, Captain America. And he's basically the same as Marvel then Captain America, except he's got, like, some black padding now. He does appear to have some cushioning under his arms and on pads. He needs knee pads. Uh, if you have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> he, he cleans the floors a lot. Not so favorite Cap. I don't like the royal blue. Cap has to have a certain blue, and this is not it. This this one I don't like. And his boots are too red. He looks like Ronald McDonald. I will say it does cross that line from being comic booky to being cartoony in the colors that they used for the outfits. It's really vibrant. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. 
This one, kind of like when we talked about Beetle from the Spider-Man line, kind of has that brittly, too bright of plastic problem going on. You know, the blue in his torso feels like it's, if I dropped it kind of hard on a cement, it might crack. You know, it doesn't have that pliability some of the other figures have. And I've noticed already the high gloss paint in his midriff is either wearing or not applied very well. There's definitely some marks around the sides and the hinges where it is worn. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of seeing that, too. I don't know if that... Yeah, like, it kind of looks like there's a seam there for where the parts do go together, but there's also some wearing going on around the white. Mm-hmm. And right in that area, too, it's a weird sculpt there because his chest is a little barrel-chested there in the abdomen. It feels like it sticks out just a little bit too far in that upper part of the stripes. Because if you push it back, it looks like he's really trying to do the old-timey, like, muscle man pose. And if you click at the next stage, he's bending over too far. Yeah, it's very odd. I'm not a fan of the chest part. And there's also, like, on mine, a gap between his mid-calf and where the boot starts. Hmm, I just noticed that because you pointed it out. Oh, you might have a bad sample. I'm not seeing that on the one I have here. It's not terribly noticeable, but if I hold it up to the light, I can see light through his legs. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, there's a good figure buried in here. You know what I'm saying? The sculpt is pretty awesome. You know, I'm digging the details in his helmet where it's the updated wings on the helmet and there's like a little indent that goes from temple all the way around the back and matches up on the other side and all the fine scale details in his upper chest and all that stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a cool sculpt. Just kind of feels like they cheaped out a little bit on the paint apps. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with you. There's a lot of detail in the sculpt, even up. It seems like there's a zipper under his neck where he has to zip up the outfit to get that turtleneck look. Yeah. I would have thought that was a pullover. <laughs> yeah, he almost has Iron Man neck going on in there. There's a lot of gears or muscles or something going on. But I just think that even though it's well detailed, I can't say it's well sculpted for the reasons you mentioned. I can't get him to strike a good pose. Yeah. It's one of those things, again, where sometimes they have this snap-into-position articulation for whatever reason, like that ratcheted articulation, which I'm feeling in his bicep, or his shoulder, in his torso, but that's about it. It's really his upper body that's the problem. He's got good double-hinged knees, he's got the swivel Vonner ankles and the, the swivel-cut thighs, so the articulation is there. Final gripe about the paint, do you notice, like, his groin area leg is glossy paint? But then after the swivel cut thigh, you're down to matte paint. I notice that and I hate that. I hate when they mix that paint because it just takes away from the figure. Yeah, and you know what? I don't even think that the thing is, is that's not paint. That goes back to that weird plastic I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. So it's just that is the plastic color, whereas the leg thing, that is the paint. No, I think the, okay, if you're looking at like where his upper thigh goes into his crotch, right? Mm -hmm. And then where it swivels, that's all plastic cast in that plastic oh weird it's it's a glossy plastic right so i think that's what goes back to the problem we had with beetle and the torso on this one that upper thigh must be some sort of cheaper plastic they're using to cut costs while the lower thigh that goes into his knee is the plastic we're used to in legends figures and it's troubling i will say that <laughs> if i'm paying 25 bucks for a figure it better be good quality plastic I do agree with you. I like the head sculpt a lot, and I like the detail on him. But overall, I, I think he's a, just a meh figure, but at least it's a updated outfit. So even if you've been collecting Legends since the Toy Biz days, 
you don't have this one. Hey, and you know what? If, if this was part of just a regular old Marvel Legends line and it wasn't themed as Captain America and this was just a Captain America we were getting, I would think, hey, that's pretty cool. You know, it's an update to Captain America and looks different from all the other ones that we've gotten recently. So it's not horrible. It's just that, you know, in a Captain America line, we're going to have two, three Captain Americas by the time all said and done. No, and I would not have any complaint about a really awesome Marvel Now Captain America. I know we're going to get them. I'd much prefer a Marvel Now comic-accurate Captain America to Alps climbing snowboarding cap. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I do those. Scuba cap, you know, those sorts of crazy things that they can get away with in the three and three-quarter inch line. I'm glad they're not taking that to the legends. Yeah. But all of these figures are comic-based. The movie-based figures are being saved for that second shipment. And figure two is Agents of Hydra. And the swap-outs are Red Skull and then a Hydra soldier. So let's start with Nick Fu uh, Red Skull. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you just said it right there, sir. <laughs> That's what we got here. We got the Nick Fury from the Ultimates Nick Fury and Captain America 2-pack from years ago. I want to say it's probably like four or five years ago that this was a, a sculpted body out there. And I've never been a fan of this sculpt because it limits his arm movement and his legs don't want to stay in any good standing position. It looks good. It's just it's not doing its job as an action figure with posability. But that trench coat looks marvelous, even though it's a sleeveless trench coat. Because <laughs> nobody wears that except for like people who are in cover bands. <laughs> are you seeing it as a sleeveless trench coat? You don't. You're not seeing the illusion of. His arms are part of that trench coat. No, I see it as a sleeveless trench coat. <laughs> and then I wonder what the point is. <laughs> I hate when they take away the illusion. I understand why they have to do it. But they made this one flow so good at the bottom. It's got great movement. It's a little wide at the waist, I think. But the bottom looks really good. And then you turn it over and it looks ridiculous. What, why does he have red-handled guns? Why, why do the villains have to color coordinate their weapons? Well, and put logos on everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean... The good guys do it, too. Don't you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> yeah, I saw that post. <laughs> <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. water. And I really think that this head of Red Skull looks like the thing. Hey, I can see that with the pronounced brow. I definitely see what you're talking about. It is, though, a very comic-accurate, old-school Red Skull head. I kind of wish that they'd done a trade-out, kind of like the recent Sideshow Premium Format, where they could have given us a more horrific head, since they're into giving us a lot of heads with these figures. Yeah, I mean, for how much they reused on this figure, two heads would have been a nice thank you for buying it again. But I, I do dig it overall as the look and feel of an action figure. I think it's great. Once I get him posed and maybe use an action figure stand, I probably won't think twice about how much of the body I do not like. <laughs> But whatever pose it is, he's going to have his arms out to his side because just like the kid in Christmas Story, he can't put his arms down. <laughs> so this is a really old Nick Fury. I honestly thought this was the Nick Fury coat and such from the recent Avengers wave. Yeah, it, it did start off as the one I was talking about from years ago. And then I think it was the Captain America line where we got the Nick Fury with the Sam Jackson head on it which is using that same body again. So this just seems to be the standard. If you're wearing a trench coat, this is the body we're going to use figure. I'm going to give it points. And I mean, it's not hard to make a Tesseract. It's just a translucent blue cube. 
But it looks really cool sitting in his hand, much better than his red toy guns. Yeah, that does look better. <laughs> yeah, I'm just afraid I'm going to lose it because it doesn't snap into his hands. Like it, it kind of sits, it rests in his palm. But I do think he has the very first accessory that will be going in the Sentinel box of parts. And that is this other gun. I mean, the red gun is not good, but it goes in a holster. But he has this other, like, grappling gun that is weirdly red-painted, and that won't even go in the holster. Yeah, it's very alien-looking. I was just about to say it looked like something from the Jetsons. Yeah, I was going to say the Great Gazoo from from (laughs) Flintstones. Something he would have. (laughs) Well, they're both Hanna-Barbera, so you're both right. (laughs) I'm... Going to give them a lot of credit, though, for the paint wash on the Red Skull. And I never knew he had green eyes. Yeah. Yes, they're beautiful. Nice metallic-y, shiny green eyes. I do. I will give this head a lot of credit. This is a great sculpt. But like you brought up, it would have been really nice to have this one and one where he's maybe grimacing and showing teeth or something. But the head is the best part of this figure. Now, the swap out. I mean, I don't know why they have to call this a swap out. Given that they're shipping one per case... Why couldn't they just number these 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? <laughs> right. That way they can make everybody have way too many mandroid arms, apparently. And this swap out figure would be the perfect one to not include a mandroid part with because so many people are troop building him. It's the Hydra Soldier. Right. Yeah, this one could have been the Hydra Soldier doesn't need a mandroid part. If they want to sell this line properly, <laughs> put put the mandroid part in with the Captain America that I didn't want and make me only buy one of him. But yeah, this is a troop. First troop builder we're seeing in a while. And people are going to want as many of these as they can get their hands on. I like his big H. In case you forget, he's Hydra. <laughs> yeah, but this is classic Hydra, you know? I mean, this is where they came from in the comics. They did a, they did a really good job of making this modern looking without making it look super goofy. Now, I've seen pictures online, and Justin, you've been doing Legends much, much longer than I have. Is this a reuse of a body where they put on a different head? Because I've seen people have these scads of troops, and some have, like, open mouths, and then there's this one with the closed mouth. Well, the open mouth one is from the previous Toy Biz days. There was... And I think he might have been a variant of himself. Like, when they did the Hydra Soldier before, they put out two different versions of him, and he was just a swap-out version. So there's one with his mouth open, and then a regular-headed one. But I gotta tell you, I like this one better than than the old-school Hydra. Because, like you said, you can't have too many with their mouths open. It just looks goofy. (laughs) They look like baby birds ready to feed. (laughs) It's perfect to have one so you can have Cap socking him in the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, as far as his body goes, this is just your standard Marvel Legends new body. The new things here are his Hydra shoulder belts and maybe even his pouches, but those those probably came from a Captain America somewhere. If I look at them, might even be the Captain America in this line. Nope, they have different utility belts, but that utility belt there is not necessarily something they couldn't reuse again. And the rest is, you know, two unique weapons and a new sculpt head. Okay, but one of his weapons is super cool. I don't even know what you call this, but the top has the weird Hydra logo. Oh, yeah. It's pretty awesome. They've got the best logo of any evil villain corporation. (laughs) I want to be in Hydra. I think they're accepting applications. Are they? Awesome. Oh, wait, this is like a gun and a gun? I'm very confused as to what this weapon is. There's like a pistol at the bottom? Yeah, it's a weird... The way they sculpted it is weird because the only way to get him to hold it is pushing that bottom handle up into the rest of the the gun. 
But then it look, part of it looks like it should be on his shoulder. Maybe he's not really supposed to hold it, and it's just decoration. Yeah, it, it does look like a pistol attached to a rifle attached to a Transformer <laughs> part. <laughs> it's like it came from the Mashers line. Very much form over function, I think, on this gun. <laughs> the other gun looks kind of like an auger. It's kind of weird. I don't know what he's like. I know, laying down some pipes or something. I don't know. Drilling a well. I think it's a sniper rifle, it would be my guess. It's awful big for a sniper rifle, because, see, snipers got to be, like, quiet and secretive. Sniper rifles are huge. Yeah, sniper rifles are the, the big, long ones. Oh, okay. I know from all my sniping. Mm. <laughs> Wait, that's on online forums. <laughs> I don't have it right in front of me, but this feels like a weapon we might have seen before, like with Punisher, when he came with all those extra guns. But this one does have quite a bit of an alien feel to it. I mean, it's got kind of organic tech in the middle there. You know, it's got like some sort of power source in the middle with a little orange dot. Yeah, I have my Punisher here and none of his guns are the silly. Okay. He did have a big white rifle, but it had a scope on top at least and a different handle to it and things. It looked more gunny. This looks more hydrotech. Yeah, so as far as I can tell, both of these weapons are probably new sculpts to this figure, then. The more I play with this silly sniper rifle thing, the more I like it. And the more I look at the other one, now that Marjorie's pointed out, it's like a pistol got welded to a rifle. The more I think that, that is a mistake. <laughs> I thought maybe you didn't, like, snap it apart or something. And it even has, like, a number one at the barrel of the pistol part molded yeah. in. That is weird. This whole thing's starting to look like a super soaker or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little different, isn't it? It's Hydra's <laughs> new plan. Non-lethal <laughs> enforcement. <laughs> you know what, though? I like this figure. I like the big red eyes and how comic-y they are. I like his frown. <laughs> yeah, Hydra guys are known to not be the happiest. He looks downright <laughs> grumpy. And he's well articulated enough where I can get him to strike several poses with these guns and just look kind of fun. And I will admit, while I'm not making it a point to troop build these, I did pick up that second one I found at that Toys R Us. To, I mean, Hydra Bob needs a friend. Yeah, I mean, and the way that Red Skull is not able to put his arms down, you might need two Hydra soldiers on either side to look like, you know, they're helping him home. <laughs> <laughs> It's New Year's Eve, Red Skull. <laughs> Friends don't let Hydra leaders drive drunk. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, it's it's greatly articulated. It's the the new Marvel Legends articulation, so that's that's good throughout. There is not a whole bunch to say about that. Is even his wrists have some back and forth articulation. So, and it's needed with some of these bigger guns. As <laughs> once you start putting it in there, it's like, all right, we'll tuck that under. His bicep and try to get it over his chest so his other hand can hold it too. Yeah, then there's the big shoulder part. I'm just so confused by it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think this is a really fun figure and it's perfectly acceptable and I have no complaints. It's very basic and that actually sometimes can be a benefit to a figure because if you don't shoot for the stars, I can't nitpick you apart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Cap, they tried all these various paint things. I'm like, oh, there's a bad paint app, and there's a weird position. Yeah, just basic toy. I like it. <laughs> the, the one minor nitpick I would say in that area is that the yellows don't necessarily match up 100%. Oh, you're right. The rubbery accessories are an oranger yellow than yeah. the gloves and boots. They aren't the same dye lot at the Hydra textile factory hey it's really hard to match <laughs> colors yo when you're doing different textiles because each of them take it a different way 
That's what the Pantone book is for. True. <laughs> now, figures three <laughs> is Soldiers of Aim. And here, much like the last one, we get a leader and a follower. Our leader, the great Baron Zemo. Oh, yes. His name's just fun to say. It is. It's like he's the Baron who came up with the idea for Zima. Remember Zima? Yeah. He used to mix it with hard liquor because that's the only way to make it drinkable. Yeah. That kind of defeats the... <laughs> what was the point of it? Uh, it was malt liquor, but with no taste. Or, like, sugary taste. Yeah, you just mix it with, like, rum. You know, they should come back now that that Mio, like, drink flavoring <gasps> stuff is big. That would be awesome. Okay, let's get the Zemo people on the... The Zima people on the phone. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's play with our Zemo. Why does he have a sword and a gun? It seemed that, like, one would render the other useless. He's just always prepared. Well, I'm sorry. You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That's why he brought both. Don't need to do that. <laughs> okay, so I like this figure. This is an awesome Zemo. Now, we've seen Zemo quite a bit in the universe line over the last couple of years. First in that Masters of Evil set, and then in one of the last waves of Marvel Universe shipping had an updated version of him. But now we have him in Legends, and I think they did a great job with him here. I have to agree. I mean, again, I just was talking about how if you shoot for the stars, you open yourself up for nitpicking. But here, they had to paint those lines on him, and I think they did a really nice job. And the choice of color of purple is a wonderful one. It's muted. It's not too garish. It doesn't look like he's out pimping. And a good good motion on the tabard that he's got going on. The loincloth. I don't know what you call it. Both, I think, are appropriate. It's like a loincloth with a huge belt buckle. <laughs> you know, just when I say he's not pimping, I notice he has big Z's on his gun holster. He oh, is pimping. He is pimping. <laughs> and look at his gun handle. Yeah. It's it's leopard print. <laughs> he also color coordinated. Again, in his sword is color coordinated. If you're evil, you must have color coordinated weapons and vehicles. <laughs> I actually really like, though, that he has a sword hilt on his belt where you can put this so he can actually just display it. Yeah. Is that a big sword down your leg, or are you happy to see me? <laughs> hey, and while we're talking about the sword, I gotta give him some props here. Like, look at the detail sculpted into, the, like, the... I don't know what it's called after the hilt, but, like, the, the wrist guards, I guess. Justin, I can't give this too many props when every maraschino cherry spear I've ever had in my life has the same detail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a little more detail in here. <laughs> I can't tell. See, look at the ends there where it like goes into like a, a club design. Mm -hmm. Are those holes that are sculpted through? Yeah. Yeah, you can see right there that I held it up to light. That's pretty impressive. Mm -mm. Neat little detail there. And it's a nice broadsword too. And it hangs nicely on his side. It doesn't get in the way of his legs. It hits his chest a little bit, but that's kind of the... It's a game you play when you carry a big sword, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> then he's got shoulder holsters that I think are sculpted very nicely. They sit directly on his shoulders. He's got two guns on either side of him, but neither one of them are functional. They're just sculpted right into the piece, but which is fine because he comes with a sword and his own little pimp gun. So you don't need all those extra guns to come out. No, the only thing I have to ask is, and I'm sure I know the answer to this, is that they used Captain America's chest, but why does he have a Captain America-like shield hole in his back? 
Yeah, I was looking for something to tap into there. I thought maybe a sword, like, stuck in there or something, but it doesn't. It's just a hole in his back. He's got, like, a tumor or something. Well, it's just that standard buck that they use, because the Hydra Soldier has it, too, you know? I don't know why they keep it in there, or maybe it's just cheaper not to retool. The weirdest thing about the Hydra Soldier's one is they've actually cut a hole in the sculpted-on overpiece when they could have just hidden the hole. Right. <laughs> that, that makes it even more weird. Like, on this one, it's like, well, the hole's there. But they went out of their way to make sure the hole appears on the Hydra Soldier. Maybe they're really supposed to steal Cap's shield or something. That's the play pattern. Or those stands like the old Toy Biz three and three quarter inch Legends figures had, so you can have them in jump poses. Oh, yeah. Poke a hole in their back and let them go to town. But no, I really do like the Zemo figure. I like his little headpiece with its three squarish pouches. <laughs> I don't know if they're pouches. <laughs> they kind of look like, if, if they were on his chest, we'd call them pouches. On his utility if, belt. If these were Deadpools, they'd definitely be pouches. <laughs> He's storing Capri Sun in there. <laughs> and his swap-out minion, who I think I definitely, definitely need more of, the awesomely cool Aim Soldier. I love the Aim Soldier. It's like the Intel Bunny. It is, but with a really funny shaped head. <laughs> yeah, I think right here is the one that everybody is just going goo-goo trying to find. And the more you find, the happier you are. If you wanted to troop build the Hydra Soldier, then you really, really want to troop build the Aim Soldier. I really, really want to troop build the Aim Soldier. And I even have a program running all day, every day at work to refresh HasbroToyShop.com every five minutes. <laughs> For when he comes back up. I've been able to post to Facebook so often, Black Cat's up, Carnage is up. <laughs> <laughs> but no AIM Soldier. Because I saw somebody pull out the Build-A-Figure MODOK, which I do have and need to unpack. And they put three AIM Soldiers around him, and he looked so cool. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I have two AIM Soldiers in there. They're sitting right next to good old Modoc. But yeah, these, I mean, Hasbro, I got to give it to you. They decided to make an AIM soldier and they probably looked around at parts and decided, you know what? The only way to do this is to sculpt him from the ground up. I think we're looking at a 100% all new figure here. Really? I'm not seeing anything like maybe like upper bicep or elbow joints or hands or something like that. But I mean, these are unique feet, unique boots. Unique chest with the buttons coming down on either side. A unique belt. Obviously, unique head. Yeah, and unique wrinkly pants. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're right. There's no musculature to this man because they're a group of evil scientists. Well, and... scientists don't have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> now the scientists are going to be mad at us. Yeah, sorry to my scientist listeners. <laughs> and man, the detail they put on his visor, though, is amazing. All the little iridescent-like paint in the sculpting. Oh, yeah, the iridescent paint is great. This figure is so good that it's done something I haven't seen happen in a long time, which is re-raised awareness for the Marvel Universe figure that came out years ago. I was kind of looking, because I, I was like, oh, I, I want to grab my AIM soldier from the universe to kind of compare to this, and I couldn't find it, so I was like, well, maybe I'll just grab one from Amazon or eBay. Whoa, people are asking, like, 15 20 30 bucks for that old MU one. Oh, wow. I was like, when did that happen? So it's just raised awareness on the AIM soldier and people are kind of maybe getting antsy trying to find this one and buying the, the Marvel Universe one in the meantime. Maybe people are making mistakes, quite honestly, because I did see a review for one Marvel Universe figure on Amazon where the person paid $35 
and thought they were getting a legend figure. And it turned out they were getting the Marvel Universe figure. They just didn't read that closely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some of that, too. But, you know, I think, I mean, it did it to me in a little bit. You know, I was excited for this figure. And I was like, hey, I kind of want to revisit that Marvel Universe one. So it's it's possible that it's just created an excitement all the way around for the, the yellow beekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> and then his guns. You liked the Hydra logo on the previous guns. I love that the big rifle has AIM printed on the side. Well, that's so they don't get their guns mixed up with Hydra. <laughs> it's like it, when you go skiing and you just leave your skis outside on the rack while you go in and have lunch. I can just imagine these guys hanging out somewhere having lunch. Can't bring your weapons in, so you gotta come out and there they are. Oh, that one's mine. That's AIM. That's an AIM one. <laughs> Yeah, but this one suffers from a little bit of super soaker syndrome as well, you know? Yeah, it's got the kind of fat middle that could hold a lot of water. Yep. And it's more of a gold than yellow, which isn't a huge problem, but when he's holding it, it's like everything else is so well color coordinated that I bet you it bothers them a little bit that their guns don't match their outfits. They're scientists. They don't care about color or fashion. <laughs> or they're extraordinarily meticulous and they're upset that the material absorbed the paint differently and are trying to come up with a new metal that will look exactly the same. <laughs> That's what they're spending their days doing. I mean, they do work for the mental organism designed only for color coordination. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make Modoc very angry. <laughs> I love that their boots are fashion forward rather than like functional like they got the points there's no need for like the italian point i love the uh, buckles again it's fashionable <laughs> and you know they're well-dressed scientists <laughs> they really are but they really knocked it out of the park on this one this one's gonna be hard to find for a long time to come why do you think i went to kmart <laughs> did you you didn't find one there nope nothing Darn but it. they were going through a restock i think mine just may not have put them out yet yeah so overall, not as strong a wave, in my opinion, as the Amazing Spider-Man 2 ones, primarily because of the two caps and Red Skull's arm problem. But the further you get in this wave, the better they get. And still, really, I mean, not any bad figures in the wave, just some aren't as impressive as others. Yeah, and personally, I kind of look towards this line a little more favorably than on the Spider-Man line. And that might just be, you know, character choice. You know, at the end of the day, I'm glad to have two army builders that I'll pick up as many as I see of. The Baron Zemo really knocked it out of the park. And then, you know, two two decent caps. Actually, a great cap, but just we've had them before. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this line finishing off more than I am in getting the variants from the Spider-Man line. Well, there is some good news in that regard, and we'll talk about it in... Sales to Astonish! The second waves of these figures, I finally have turned my frown upside down. They're coming. There is some bad news, but the good news is they're coming. The bad news is the case assortments involved and the repeat figures making it far more tempting to order a case than to just the way these have been sit around the stores. I think you are better off ordering a case because you don't have to sit there and risk not getting it. Well, let's talk about what comes in one of these cases. Because the case of Captain America Legends, $160, for a total of four new figures. Mm-hmm. That's 40 a figure. Yikes. Now, you're getting eight figures, you just only want four of them. Or three of them. 
<laughs> the way they're packed. Well, you're getting three movie Captain Americas, and that's in that, you know, shield outfit with the blue shield on his arm and the silver star and silver stripes. Yeah, the redless cap. Yeah. So three of him, because they think people really want to drown in Captain America. Two Winter Soldier figures. Now that I can kind of go with. I can understand Winter Soldier being really badass. And hell, I might want to since he comes with a swap out head, masked and unmasked. Yeah. And he's the titular character of the movie. So, hey, you know, he's going to have some screen time. But then one Baron Zemo. Well, okay. We already got him. One Red Skull. All right. We already got him. And one Black Widow, who I really need to of. Of course you do. Nobody's going to want Black Widow. I mean, <laughs> short pack that for sure. She comes with two different heads, one with a ScarJo likeness and one with a comic likeness. And kind of an important Build-A-Figure part. Yeah, the Mandroid chest. <laughs> so if I got two Black Widows, I could build two Mandroids. <laughs> but they're only shipping one per in case. Yeah. This isn't even make it worthwhile for us to get a case and split, because there's just, you know, no reason to do it. It's as bad as that Wolverine case with the one Emma Frost. Right. And, hey, guess what, Hasbro? Maybe put the army builders in there, since you're repacking two figures from the previous wave. And not the leaders who aren't army builders? Right. So frustrating. Now, it is, I suppose, theoretically possible that they're putting in the army builders, but the picture shows the opposite. But, I mean, in the description, it says, you know, soldiers of AIM and soldiers of HYDRA, so... Right. It is possible that they could do either or or a mixture of both. You don't know what's coming in those cases. But the fact still remains that it should have been two Caps, two Winter Soldiers, and two Scarlett Johansons per case. Yes. You know? But that is shipping from Entertainment Earth in March, along with the second wave of Amazing Spider-Man figures, which is got an almost as bad case assortment. Because in the last case, you got two Amazing Spider-Mans from the movie and two Superior Spider-Mans. So they're already sitting out there. Those are the figures I'm seeing. And in the new case, we're getting two more Amazing Spider-Man and two more Superior Spider-Man. Right. And you get another movie Electro, which we already have. But then you get one Spider-Girl, one boomerang and one toxin and so in this case i only really need three figures for 160 dollars no this is crazy so now you're changed your vote yeah i have yeah this both of these waves feel like i'm gonna be stalking targets again and playing the dpci trick and hoping to find a new case because other than that like you said you're you're spending 160 bucks 320 bucks for a total of six figures that you need. No, thank you. Yeah, I think I'd rather take my chances on eBay and toy shows. And even the online retailers who split up these cases and will sell the individual figures, they're already way pre-sold out of the one purrs. And a lot of them, like Big Bad Toy Store, didn't even offer them as one purr. You could order a set or a case. And that set wow. had the figures you already have from the first set, or the case has twice as many of the figures you already have. Right. This could be a pain in the ass, or we could be flooded with them. I just don't see any middle ground of everybody being happy, like, oh, yep, they end up shipping just the right amount. I think it's going to be a pain in the ass. And what's really going to be a pain in the ass is if these are shipping starting in March, do we kiss wave one goodbye? Did we already buy the hardest to find figures? 
Yeah, quite possibly. Are the variants going to be the impossible ones to find in the future? Is Beetle going to skyrocket in value? I've been going back and forth on ordering the cases. I'm more inclined to order a case of Cap because two, two Mandroids wouldn't suck. No, not at all. And then at least I'm getting more figures I want and just, and I can cross my fingers and hope that those Hydra and AIM figures are the troop builders. Right, you know, bite the bullet, get the case on that, and sell the extras for 10 bucks. you know, just to recover a little bit of cost. But on Spider-Man, I have no use for two flaming goblins. Right, nor do I have any need to own three spectacular Spider-Mans and three amazing Spider-Mans. Yeah, nor do I think I could even get 10 apiece for those. <laughs> <laughs> but good news is they're coming, so we don't have to order off of a Taiwanese seller. <laughs> Yet. And speaking of new figures coming, also heading out pretty soon is the second wave of the Avengers All-Star figures. <laughs> I knew you're excited for that. Yay. <laughs> these are shipping maybe to a store near you. The stocking of these have been weird. It's in a case with a whole bunch of wave ones, but now you get a five point of articulation Hawkeye. And the most awesome, awful, awesome Iron Man ever. <laughs> He's called Prototype Iron Man. <laughs> he looks like he was cast in whatever plastics they had at the factory just to do a test shot. Yeah. <laughs> they did that and they're like, yes, that's the color scheme. Ship it. Perfect. Ship it. This is the blue snaggletooth of modern collecting right here, folks. So <laughs> grab it when you see it because it's going to be corrected. Are those extra <laughs> boots he comes with? I... It's like he gets two, he has two extra pair of boots. No, I think those are snap-on gun type things like we've seen back in the Iron Man 2 line. Yeah, they look like they might be snap-on rocket-propelled things. I don't know. I'll tell you this. Big Bad Toy Store does have a set of two for sale, and I ordered it because that is too awesome to pass up. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are the five ninety nine line figures, right? Yeah. Not the $10. Okay. Yeah, but in a case of a case... Right. There are so many Wave 1 repacks on that one that I just took the two at the inflated price. Because, as I mentioned, finding some of these later waves of Ultimate Spider-Man lower articulation figures has been problematic. Yeah. I don't know if they're just always shipping the older waves or what. But then, for kids who like big figures and they cannot lie, but they can't <laughs> afford Marvel Legends, the All-Stars are getting bigger with a brand new six-inch vinyl action figure line. Hmm. Because there's just not enough stuff in the toy aisle for kids to choose from. So these are very low articulation. It looks like from the picture there's no leg articulation, but you might get waist, arms, and head. These are applause statues. Remember the old applause vinyl Star Wars things that came out around episode one? That's what we're getting here. I don't get it. I'm interested in seeing them simply because they're vinyl, and vinyl can make certain things look better than they normally would. I don't think this is going to make these look better. And I also wonder, I know these are only six inch, but I have a real soft spot in my heart for those giant vinyl Toy Biz figures that they did back in 91 that had like the Punisher and the Venom and the Hulk, because those were just insanely huge and pool toy-like. Yeah. These feel like... They might not ever make it to Target and Walmart. These might be dollar store and big lot type of type of toys. That is possible because currently ordering by the case, the price of these is $5 a figure. Hmm. You get 16 in a case 
for $85. Wow. So that is one heck of an attractive price point. Hey, even on Big Bad Toy Store, they have just the set of four for $22, if you don't want to get that crazy. I may not get crazy enough to buy them at all, because remember, one of my New Year's resolutions, buy even less junk. How's that working out for you? It's pretty good. I put back some blind packaged Spider-Man crap today on the <gasps> what? Kmart toy shelf. Blind packaged? Uh, you could have told exactly what it was by bag oh. feeling. All right. There were only three, and they were quite different, and it was so amazing. So you were a master bag feeler? <laughs> yeah, the guy the guy asked Ronnie to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. And there were only three figures. It was Amazing Spider-Man, the first movie. It was two Spider-Mans and a lizard. But, you know, I am doing well on buying even less crap. So unless I see these and they just ignite some nostalgia for my early teen collecting years, I think I can do without these. Just so we're clear, though, blind package things are not crap. Sometimes they are. I, I can't defend Noggins. You bought them all. <laughs> yes, I did. I just can't defend them. <laughs> it's, it's a hard thing to defend. <laughs> but cooler news on upcoming cases. Remember that Avengers line of good figures we've been talking about for so long? The Marvel Universe replacement that has Wasp and Hyperion and Grim Reaper? Carded images of those have shown up. And we finally have a name, and it's not Avengers, which is really cool, because that means we can get some figures who aren't Avengers. Exactly. This is the best news that's come out of Hasbro in a long time, surrounding this line. It seriously is just the continuation of Marvel Universe in new packaging. It's a card change. I mean, having collected Star Wars figures since 95, and we had Power of the Force 2, Power of the Jedi, Saga, all of that... That's all this is. The line lives on under the name Marvel Infinite Series. That's still a good name. It is a good name. The card art is infinitely less interesting. But it is. The name is good. Is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It might cure a few people from being carded completionists because there's no individual card art per se. They've kind of taken a page out of their Star Wars Black Series playbook and just gone with a standard black background with you know, generic graphics, and the only thing different is the figure and the figure nameplate in the bubble. I'm looking forward to seeing them in person because I think they're even smaller cards, too. Because if you look at how much of the card this figure takes up, I think these cards are narrower than our previous... I think you're right. If you look, the bubble lines up on one side. Yeah, I would, I would be willing to bet a few bucks that these are the exact same footprint as the Star Wars Black Series. I bet you the cards are the exact same size because they're probably doing something where they're making master carton cases that they can ship either or in. So I am happy, though, because I haven't given up. I probably should, but I haven't given up on Howard the Duck and Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> yeah, it's good news all the way around. We're not going to lose the ability to get anybody inside the Marvel Universe as a character choice. And the articulation, the sculpting is all Marvel Universe style. But the one bit of bad news that came out with this is the case ratio on this is going to make Wasp a hard-to-find figure initially. Yeah, she is one per case, whereas this straight repack of Iron Man is three per case. Straight repack of a guy that's been carded twice, been in the light-up series, been in a, a comic pack, been in a team pack. We, we have this Iron Man already has, bro. A lot. You just got a lot of Iron Man, period. But kids love him. That's what you guys got to remember. Kids I, love freaking Iron Man. I hope that they love him enough to buy him and that I can find a wasp. <laughs> it is a good figure. If this is somebody's first Iron Man figure, 
and this represents to them the way articulation should be on an action figure, good for them. Because I remember a couple years ago, I named this one of my favorite figures of the year because of the articulation. So from that standpoint, okay. And our final bit of Sales to Astonish, the latest Kotobuki Abyss Shoujo statue is shipping, and we have her in the studio to review. Now this is Psylocke. They are once again redoing a figure they've done before, but this time she's in her black X-Force outfit. And this is in the larger scale. They're once again revisiting, doing the larger scale. But as we talked about before, they then reduce the height because she is in a cool kneeling pose with her leg extended and then her sword held up high above her head. Yeah, she's kind of crouching tiger and hidden dragon all in one pose here. Now, depending on which angle you're looking at her from, she could be an inappropriate statue. Well, aren't all the Bishoujos just about inappropriate? Didn't no, they? look at Kitty Pride. I, okay, I dare so you to find an inappropriate thing on Kitty Pride. I must say that she is a really good bikini waxer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because she's a statue. Yes. <laughs> she's beautiful in the face. Absolutely stunning. They gave her a nice pointed chin that's very unique. You know, looking at my other Bishoujos here, not all of them have like that pointed chin. And that could get very witchy really quick, but they, it doesn't in her case. Yeah, and she has like, you know, the Bishoujo little bit bigger, more anime style eyes, but not overly so. You know, it doesn't scream anime, but it's it's definitely more stylized than just a straight up human representation. Yeah, I also love her hair. They did a phenomenal job on the hair. Again, even with the piece flying up, I think it looks really good. Yeah, the piece flying up, once I thought of Alfalfa from The Little Rascals, I just couldn't get past it with that piece flying up. <laughs> but they did do the translucent end of the hair thing like they've done on so many of the others that just works so well. And it kind of goes to a purplish gray, which works really well by evoking that classic purplish blue Psylocke outfit. Yeah, that's a great point. With her not being in her classic colors for her outfit, bringing that color into her hair kind of kind of brings that back into the character a little bit. And you know what else I did? If you look at her outfit, let's move on to her legs. She's got some kick-ass legs, but what they did is they made it very realistic with the ties and made them t a little bit tighter than her skin, so it's a little bit of a pressure on her skin. And that would be normal no matter what size your legs are. If you wrap them like that, you would have that. Yeah, the little bit of plumping going on around yeah. the... The stress areas. It plumps when you cook them. And you know what? Nice little touch. Did you notice her fingernails were pink? I did notice that. They painted the fingernails there. You know, you're talking about the realism. One of the things that got me is if you look at the upraised arm, under her arm, they sculpted musculature. They that, did. And they did to her back shoulder as well. I think, truthfully, Kotobukiya has upped their game on Bishoujo sculpting by adding that musculature and they also did it in the thigh region. There's some muscle and bone down there that really adds a human correctness to it where it feels a little less plasticky in that way. Yeah, it's like you can see her tendon in, in her inner thigh there. It's incredible. I mean, without sounding dirty, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that it's that and even her arm that's planted on the ground is an impressive way of doing that. Like the, the armpit hits the boob in just the right area without looking like it's squishing the boob and pushing it out. And if you're going to talk about the boobs, I have to say they don't look like big beach balls the way some of the previous Kotobukiya ones have. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but look what they <laughs> did as far as her outfit there. It's got a very natural wrinkle and draping. 
Yeah, and it's got almost like a natural, like, plasticky vinyl feel yeah. to the outfit without without overdoing it. It looks very vinyl-y. You're right. Yeah. And what do you guys think about the base? I, I see it's a very Asian-influenced base. Which makes sense as she's a ninja. Yeah, it's cool. It's almost Kill Bill in style. It is not as basic as some of them have been, but also not as ornate either like when i think about some of the nicest ones i think of the recent black widow they did where she had the brick wall and everything and that really had a bit of a heft to it this one it's very plasticky when you're touching it but it has a good look to it i love the paint that they've given it and that little asian design stone rock garden type of thing yeah (laughs) it kind of looks like the green lantern's ring (laughs) i can see that but It's a nice touch. I mean, it's just enough. Keeping in mind, this is what I'd call a middle-end collectible. It's not high-end. It's around the $60 price point, so you're not paying premium format prices, but it's more than a toy, and they've put the design where it needs to be, which is on the figure, while giving it a visually interesting diorama feel. The only thing that is just really, really artistic to me in that is not human is it's like she got stretched through the taffy machine. If she were standing straight up, she'd be three-quarter leg. (laughs) She does have really, really long legs. And unnaturally long shins as well. I am using just the finger test where you put your thumb and index finger. I bet you are. And she is the same (laughs) from head to crotch as from knee to toe. Yeah, she has some really, really long legs. And they also gave her a weird toe in the boot. Ooh, it's like boot camel toe. Yeah. I didn't want to use the term camel toe, but it's definitely cloven. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about the feet here, so... But I do like how her leg extends off the base, so she doesn't feel as confined. It feels like she's breaking out of her diorama. It means a little Mm. more space to display, but it adds so much action and dynamic. Isn't that a ninja thing, having that space between your big toe and the rest of your toes so you could wear your sandals until it's time to fight? It very well may be. I don't think they would do this otherwise, but I have not seen it before. Kodo doesn't do anything by accident. (laughs) There's so much meaning in each piece, and they are so good about telling you about all of it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not all in on Bishoujo, but this is one that... I'm I'm really considering picking up. Yeah, I was a little bit, when they first started talking about her, I was like, oh, they're doing the X-Force outfit. I like her in the classic bluish purple, but this is really well done. And if they did a variant in the classic colors, I would certainly be getting it as well. I love that they put the little X-Force X on her belt there and the way the belt kind of flows up. And I'll say I've knocked that belt a few times when unpacking it and everything. It's flexible enough that it's not going to snap off. It kind of has the feeling of a, you know, like a twist tie from a loaf of bread, but it also isn't going to reform that easily. It's going to just snap back in place. Nice. Her sword did ship separately and you slip it into her hand so you can choose exactly how much you want of the hilt to show. And I love that they even carved a detail into the hilt of her sword and then painted it. They do amazing work at Kodo. Yeah, even have a little bit of rope going on on the sheath. Yeah, that's a real nice touch that I didn't even notice at first. Now, there's only one thing I noticed, and that's because I was taking photos of her. On both of her hands, there's just a little bit of sloppy paint, like some of the black when they were painting the outfit got onto her hands. And I don't know if I just got a bad sample here or bad one. And if I 
find another one. When we go to Toy Fair, I'm going to look at the one they have on display. But the sword hand has one small speck, and the hand on the ground, it, it looks like a kind of sloppy paint job on that. Uh, that is the only place, though, that I can see it. It's just on both hands. It's not it's, anywhere else. You probably would not have noticed had you not been taking pictures. Correct. I had a macro lens out, and then all of a sudden went, oh, now I can't unsee it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about it not being overly Marvel-y. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only thing that really tells somebody that this is a Marvel character, like you said, is the little X-Force logo on her belt buckle. But part of me thinks that's really cool. You know, that it's like, hey, if you know who Psylocke is, then yeah, you'll recognize her. But if you don't, it's just a cool-looking ninja chick. Well, she's obviously popular enough to be in the Bishojo line twice. And so, while I kind of agree with you, if you come in and you see Spider-Man, you instantly know who it is. If you take somebody like Rogue or Psylocke, you've got to be a little bit more into the universe to know who they are. But if you know who Psylocke is, I mean, she's still got the leg wraps and everything. If you look at her Marvel Now outfit, she's dressed totally differently and far more modestly. And then you might be like, who is that? But because this is the same outfit, just in a different color, I mean, I'm looking at the other statue here, the leg wraps have a, even a similar pattern of how many are on each leg. So it's just a matter of familiarity with this character. I don't think if you don't know the characters that a lot of people would go out and buy that one, which is why they're doing these and not, you know, Dazzler Bishojo or... <laughs> So, all in all, would you say this new scale makes it harder to want to continue collecting these, or do you think it's a non-issue? Well, this is the scale that got me in. I skipped on the smaller scale. Okay. It was when they went to the larger scale, and they started doing more detailed bases, and they kept the price point about the same, but they were able to put so much more into these figures. I did go back and backfill, and some of those phoenixes, oh my god were they expensive but <laughs> i've been collecting this scale since i started getting them and so i am glad that they've updated by the same token i'm really looking forward to what's coming up in the bishojo line with this really cool jubilee that we've talked about before with the popcorn and the bag the duffel bag and the jean shorts and then of course spider woman the weird crouching spider woman I think she looks much better and much less weird painted, but we will do a review on her in person when she comes out. And some macro photography. Of course, I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's almost the exact same scale. There are artifacts plus statues that are coming out of the Avengers on the Adi Granov art. Those are shipping real soon, starting with the Hulk and the Hawkeye just went up for pre-order. Yeah, those, those have been fun to watch as they go from concept to unpainted prototypes to finished goods. Yeah, I'm hoping we may get to see the entire Avengers line assembled at Toy Fair. And speaking of Toy Fair, our last bit of... This just in. News from the web! 3A is a company we've been talking about for a while. If you are into robotic collectibles, you know this company. And they had a Marvel license. They have finally released the images of their first wave of figures i guess i could say it they're going to go up for order real soon and it is four iron man one six scale figures mm -hmm. so this is about the size of a hot toy not the same articulation as a hot toy though these are fully articulated figures with the joints covered by pvc plastic hmm. and the four of them are 
classic Iron Man in red and yellow, stealth Iron Man in the blue and black, silver centurion Iron Man in the red and silver, and then if you get the four-pack box set, or if you're a member of the 3A membership group, you can get Stark Industries prototype Iron Man in white and blue. Hmm. Now, I was really excited when it was announced 3A was doing a Marvel line, because I know their stuff by reputation, and I was really kind of getting into it, but the more I saw the prototype images, and now that I see the final ones, I just think that they're too stylized for my taste, where it evokes Iron Man, but it also kind of evokes, like, Iron Giant. Exactly. Right on the head. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, this is not something that I feel like I need to own. It kind of makes me glad that I'm not a, a 3A collector, because, you know, knowing how hard these are to acquire <laughs> and how pricey they are, this would kind of drive me nuts, because as, as neat looking as they are, they're just too far outside of what we know as Iron Man to be something I would enjoy. Yeah, David, who does MarvelToyNews.com, estimates that these are going to be about 180 to 220 per figure. And if you need to buy a four-pack to get that exclusive one, I mean, you're looking at dropping $900 plus shipping on your first set oh of these my figures. God. And they look like pretty much a set of repaints, too. It, there may be different heads, but from the picture they released, neck down, they look identical. Yeah, there might be a little bit of small differences, like the the classic Iron Man looks like he might have some black ridges that the other ones don't necessarily have, or that could just be the way it's painted. I don't know, I can't tell from this, this one picture, but yeah, it, the sense of it is, is that they're just repaints of one another. These are definitely something you have to see in person. I am looking forward to seeing them in person at Toy Fair. But I definitely think this is going to go in the category of something I really admire. But I actually feel really kind of good that I can look at it and go, that's really nice, and I don't need to own it. Wow, you've made great progress. <laughs> it also helps that we're we're a little Iron man out. We have so many Iron Mans in our collection already and so many on pre-order. To add this to the fire, I just don't think would would do much for me. That is very, very true. I mean, if we're looking at dropping $900 on more Iron Men, well, I'll tell you when I finally get the first play imaginative in my head, but I think I'd be more inclined to go with their six-inch figures that, again, are movie accurate. But I want to see these at Toy Fair. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping they have them out. They're one of those companies that just, you know, they're uber collectible. They're uber chase type things. My co-host on Now Playing, Jacob just went nuts every year at Comic-Con. He'd get in line super early and then run like a madman to their booth because they'd only have like 10 of the exclusive per day. Yeah. I mean, it is truly a collector's company. But at the price, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, it's the flat feet that's getting me. <laughs> the big, huge flat feet. Uh-huh. Mm. It kind of looks like duck bill feet. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that for sure. But we will definitely have more news of that from Toy Fair, which starts in three days. You got to follow Oy. us on Facebook and Twitter because we are going to be at the Hasbro announcement this Saturday, hearing all the news that they're going to tell us about the future of Marvel collectibles, movie lines, comic lines, kids lines. I guarantee we're going to hear about some mashers. Oh, yes. 
just cross your fingers and hope that they're not excited to announce a new partnership of Angry Birds and Marvel. Oh, curse you! <laughs> I think we might have dodged a bullet, because I think it's Angry Birds and Transformers now that they're going after, so... So, so far, we're safe for the time being. Can I just be the one to point out that an Angry Birds Modoc might be actually adorable? No, it won't. <laughs> no, no, no. If they made just Angry Birds Modoc, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> so we will be back next week. We're every other week, but we're going to be back next week and the week after with our coverage of Toy Fair. So all that and more on next week's Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, and Barrett. Marvelicious website designed by Jason. Photo editing by Curtis and Jeff. Graphic design by Justin. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. America. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what you're doing, right? Yeah, that is what Team I was Team America. Doing. <laughs> All right. We should play that every time we say Captain America. There's I, parts you can play. I can't not think of that after somebody recut the Captain America trailer to that song. <laughs> nice. Did they keep like the list in there? Taco Bell. Yeah. No, I don't think it got that far <laughs> because it was down to like 30 seconds. <laughs> I need to rewatch that movie. It's been years. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's not as good as South Park, but it's good. On Amazing Spider-Man, they shipped one of each so we could build our entire flaming goblin. <laughs> that sounds like a dessert. <laughs> I will order the flaming goblin. <laughs> they make it right there at the table for you. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a heavy metal band. <laughs> yeah, it's a guar cover band. <laughs> The Flaming Goblin. But. <laughs> <laughs> I got the giggles. <laughs> All right, we're back. Two heads and no body or legs. <laughs> <laughs>
He ain't got nobody. Nobody. <laughs> but the head is the best part of this figure. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That can be said about everything. I made an obscene motion with my hands. (laughs) But in the meantime, let's play with our Zemo. Is that what you call it nowadays? Yeah, and he's the titular character of the movie, so hey, you know, he's going to have some screen time. And I just wanted to say titular. Okay, good, because that makes me giggle. I say it quite often on Books and Nachos. <laughs> and one toxin. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Are the variants going to be the impossible ones to find in the future? Is Beetle going to skyrocket in value? I'd say only the Shadow knows, but he's not a Marvel property. <laughs> <laughs> it also sounds like a good find out on the next Marvelicious Toys. Like the end of the Batman and Robin thing. <laughs> but I don't think we'll have an answer in the next one. Well, maybe Toy Fair. Yeah, we'll have an answer that they're coming, but we won't have an answer on which one's too hard to find until probably when Guardians of the Galaxy hit theaters. <laughs> yeah, I've... Again, this winter storm's lame. It's Maximus. It's Maximus? Mm-hmm. Are you not frozen? <laughs> you guys getting weather? Yes, it's weathering more than any weather has ever weathered before. <laughs> the leg wraps and everything. If you look at her Marvel now outfit. That scared me. I was not prepared. <laughs> Give me a warning next time. 